Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, High Point Church. Uh, welcome to High Point Online. My name is Andy. I'm the lead pastor here. Uh, Happy New Year. You're going to hear me say that a few times. Happy New Year uh, to you. Uh, so it's so great to be here with you uh, this morning. We're going to wait just a second or two uh, for people to get on and get online. This is 100% live. I'm streaming from my home today and uh, kicking the year off right, kicking the year off strong by us worshiping together, getting in the word together. Uh, but because it's 100% live, uh, people don't necessarily have the ability to just start and stop this whenever they want, which means we have to give them a little bit of an opportunity to get online and get settled this morning. I've got my coffee all set and ready. You might even be able to see some of the steam uh, still coming off of this thing. Um, we uh, celebrated Christmas and, and New Year, much like you. And here's what I wanted to do this morning. Before we get into the message today, uh, in the comment section, why don't you take a moment and write one of your best gifts that you either received or that you gave uh, this Christmas or this, yeah, well, well, this Christmas season. Write something that you received that was great or something that you gave that was great. No, no. Uh, you don't, you don't need to, to somehow be concerned about uh, coming across braggadocious. Go ahead and give yourself some props. What was a great gift that you gave? Um, I'm going to go ahead and brag for just a minute. Not on myself, but my wife, Amy, knows me well. And if you know me as a pastor, I love to give breadth and context uh, to the scriptures. I like to bring them alive for you. I like the behind the scenes. And one of the things that Amy did, my wife, uh, for me this Christmas is she got me a book of one of my favorite movies, which is Alien. Uh, if you don't know, I realize this is church and talking about sci-fi horror isn't exactly what you had in mind. Um, but she got me this book that is all about, you know, the behind the scenes of how they made the movie Alien. It's a juggernaut of a book, by the way, it weighs like 50 pounds, <laughs> but it is really cool. And uh, fun fact for you, if you didn't know, Sigourney Weaver is the, is considered the first female action star, which makes it even cooler. Um, so really cool uh, book. I see uh, Rusty Bailey wants that book. You can't have it. You can't have it. <laughs> All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a great morning. It's a great day to start the year. I was excited. New Year's comes uh, and brings with it a lot of fresh expectation. And this year, 2021, is, is probably a year that has had greater expectation coming with it than many previously. And so this morning, we're going to get into what it looks like to handle that. Um, before we get going, I know lots of people have jumped on and are still getting on. My name is Andy. I'm the lead pastor here at High Point Church. Uh, this is High Point Online. We're streaming today. And I want to invite you to, to do something today. I want you to take those next steps. Uh, you can fill out a communication card. Uh, if you haven't, this is your first time. Uh, we're thrilled to have you here today. Um, take a moment and, and take this part of the year and, and, and try to get connected. Um, you can do that uh, by texting HPINFO to 97000. You'll see it in the comment section. Uh, we'll have a few links for you throughout uh, the sermon today, but you can give online uh, by texting that number. You get all the different links. 
Uh, you can connect through a communication card. You can experience prayer. Pretty much all the things that you would hope to experience at a live service, we've made available for you digitally. Uh, so text HPINFO to 97000. And let's start this year off strong and, and pursuing God's best for us. Sound like a plan? Let me start off by telling you, when I was 16 years old, I did one of the dumbest things that you can do as a 16-year-old. Uh, I was driving a Camaro at the time. Now, that's not the dumb thing that I was doing. That was awesome. I had a Camaro at 16 and uh, was driving this bad boy. And one of the things about my house growing up is that my dad had a garage, like most dads uh, do and did. And it was filled with junk. We didn't park cars ordinarily in the garage. Uh, but for some reason, my Camaro had, had found its way in and I needed to back it out of the garage. And there was another car in the driveway. It was my dad's 1993 or 94 Ford Ranger, something like that. And it's a lot of pressure for a teenager to angle the car out of the garage around stuff and also finagle it around the other car that's in the driveway. And this is the task <laughs> that I found myself with at 16 years of age. And I've got this tank of a Camaro backing out of the garage. My dad had just got this truck. And at the time, I don't know why this was cool, but you know, there, he had this faded stripe that, that literally faded as it went from the front to the back of the truck. You know where this is going. And I get my Camaro, you know, I, I've got it out of the garage and it's, it's on the left side of the driveway and there's lots of blind spots with a car like that. And I was nervous, I was anxious, but I didn't want to ask for help. And, you know, the, the car keeps getting closer to the truck and sure enough, you hear the, the, the sound of metal crunching on metal. And it's a sound that literally got neighbors out of their house to come and see what was happening at the Kings. And as Lily neighbors come to find out, I didn't know it at the time, were, were peeking through their windows or walking out on the front steps, wondering what the sound of metal on metal is in our, at 4601 Hickory Ridgeview Court. In my estimation, the best decision was to just keep on going. It wasn't to stop. It wasn't to pull forward and maybe try to re-angle this. It was to just, <laughs> let's just power on through this. You know, we're already here. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. So I just kept on going. And I literally scraped from one end of my dad's truck all the way down to the end. Okay. Just completely peeled that stripe right off that bad boy. And instantly it was, it was, was one of those moments I'll never forget. We won't need to go into the details of how my father responded uh, in that moment. <laughs> you can just say uh, maybe that he lost his Jesus for just a little bit. Uh, and Andy was tasked with the responsibility of immediately uh, seeking out a job and making money uh, in order to pay to have these things fixed on our cars. Now, as a 16-year-old uh, who'd never needed to make that kind of money before to fix something like that, it was overwhelming. Um, I found myself uh, stressed. I found myself anxious. 
I found myself suddenly with newfound responsibility. I needed to pay to have something uh, fixed and to and, and I needed to pay to have something made right. And I needed to go get a job and I needed a job that made a certain amount of money. And, and all of the sudden, what prior to that was just a life filled with freedoms, all of a sudden I found myself carrying what felt to me at the time like the weight of the world. You might as well have asked me um, to be Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt, which we're going to hear about in just a minute. But here's my question for you. When's the last time that you felt overwhelmed with the circumstances in front of you? When's the last time that you felt the weight of them? You might be 16 watching. You might be sitting next to mom or dad, or maybe you're just, maybe you're just watching this morning. And you might feel that way. Maybe you can identify with this story in ways that you wish you could not. Uh, I wish you well. <laughs> Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you feel a bit overwhelmed as it pertains to responsibilities in a relationship. Maybe maybe you're trying to get married this year. Uh, maybe you're going through a, the pain, a pain of a divorce this year. Uh, or just recently have. Maybe some of you have work to do on your relationship or in, in the person that you're dating or the person that you want to date or just your marriage at large. And you feel this profound sense of, 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 of just feeling overwhelmed at all the things that, that need to be done in front of you. Maybe you this year are excited about the prospects of what your vocation might offer you. But in the back of your mind, you, you still feel the weight of all those decisions that are still looming. Decisions that affect other people. Decisions that affect people that you work with. The jobs that they have. It's easy to find ourselves excited, potentially even about the year ahead, but any year ahead requires forward movement and forward movement always implies decision making. It always requires a measure of leadership in these situations. These circumstances can find us in moments where we feel overwhelmed, where we don't know what to do. And this is where we find ourselves this morning uh, in Exodus chapter two. Uh, I'm going to preach a sermon this morning uh, that I believe is going to help you make the best decisions that you can make in 2021. The sermon in front of us today, uh, we're starting a series called Awesome God. Uh, our church is a part of a global movement called Every Nation. And many of our churches around uh, literally the globe are preaching the same things. We're setting the compass, our watch, our direction uh, for the same place. We are declaring and professing that our God is awesome and reminding ourselves of certain truths as we head into 2020. Excuse me, 2021. <laughs> Already doing it. 2021. Let's pray and then let's get into the word together uh, this morning. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, thank you for the ability for us to be online together, to be able to preach and teach online, to get into scriptures and grow as a body. Lord, thank you for setting uh, the pace for us as a church and as a people. Lord, we are so excited about what you want to do in us and through us this year. Amen. Amen.
If you jumped on uh, halfway in to the intro here, just know my name is Andy. I'm the lead pastor here at High Point. This is High Point Online, and we are starting the year off uh, pursuing God's best. And part of that looks like us knowing how to deal with the situations and circumstances that are going to be in front of us. How do we make great decisions in 2021? So in Exodus chapter 2, 23 through 25, you'll see the verses posted in the comment section shortly. The Bible says this, that during uh, many days, the king of e- during those days, the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and they cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God and God heard their groaning. He heard it and God remembered. These are action words. These are verbs. He heard their groaning. He remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel. And I love this. And God knew. Bible doesn't say in this moment what God knew. What do you think that God knew in this moment? See, whenever you're at a mountaintop or a valley situation in your life, you know what you desire more than advice and more than counsel? You desire someone to be with you who knows what you're going through. When my dad passed away, I wasn't looking for tips on on how to process grief. You know what I wanted? I wanted to, to just be with somebody who knew what I was going through. And the scriptures remind us in this moment that we serve a God who knows us. He's not this far off God who, who simply is, has cosmic power, yet has no ability to relate to the people that he is leading, people that he is the God of. We serve a God who knows us, who knows our circumstances, who knows our challenges, our pains, our great moments, and our low moments. And this should give you hope this year heading into 2021. He's not a God that's far off. He's a God that is close. Now Moses, chapter 3, verse 1, was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness, and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. So we have Moses, and I... We don't have time to do all of Moses' backstory. If you know me well at all, you know how much I love context. But I don't have the ability to give it all to you today. But understand that Moses, 40 years prior to this, was in uh, Pharaoh's palace, right? He more or less was an orphan, but he grew up uh, in the palace, in the throne room, so to speak, of Pharaoh. Okay, He had significance. He had, he had things afforded to him. Yet he took upon himself... Uh, a righteous anger. He saw he saw a Hebrew being mistreated, and he killed the Egyptian uh, that was mistreating him. And consequently, he fled Pharaoh's house because he had murdered an Egyptian. 
And he finds Jethro and, and he begins to work for Jethro and Mary is Jethro's daughter and, and, and is Lilith has become a shepherd. And it is not inconsequential for you to understand that Exodus chapter three is cluing us into some things that you and I may not know. And that is simply that being a shepherd is the lowliest of the lowliest jobs. It's not a good thing. You would stink. It was manual labor. You, you, it, it wasn't a, a this, this glorious occupation, especially for somebody who had come from Pharaoh's house. Yet 40 years later, this is what Moses is doing. And as Moses is tending the sheep, we see God appearing to him and speaking to him uh, literally through a bush. And it's, it's worthwhile that you know that many deities and many, uh, many religions uh, tied their God to trees of, of, of significance, giant trees and, 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 and giant you know, plants and things like that. They would attribute uh, to divinity. Yet here we see God appearing to Moses through a, a bush, a shrub. Okay, this is not a plant of notoriety. And yet it clues us in once again as to the kind of God that we serve. And I want you to put this in your back pocket a little bit today, that God shows up in, in the, it, it, he shows up in the life of somebody who was lowly being Moses in this moment. And he shows up in the form of a lowly bush. And when we look at 2021 and we, we look at what we want to see God do and all of the resolutions and expectations and excitement that we have, I wanna encourage you with this, that God moves in the heart of people who stay low before him. This is the manner of operation of the God that we serve in the Bible. He is a God who loves humility. So much so, what? That Jesus came to us in the lowly birth of a manger, of poverty, and of insignificance. This is how God many times moves if we would just remain humble before him. Philippians chapter two, uh, this won't be in, in the comments for you. This one's free. But just as a reminder, Jesus, it says that being found in appearance as a man, Philippians chapter two, that he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. We see from beginning to end in the scriptures, God looking for humility. When we look at at the life in front of us and the year in front of us, you know what is required of you and of me? It's that we would be lowly in heart, that we would be humble before a great and good God. Amen? Now, the, 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 the account of Moses, it looks a lot like this. I'm gonna paraphrase some of it. Because 40 years have passed since Moses has returned uh, to, to, to Egypt, uh, to Pharaoh's throne room, so to speak. It's been 40 years. He's, been, he's become a shepherd. Okay, He works for this guy named Jethro, his father-in-law. 
And God speaks to him through a, a burning bush that isn't consumed. And he says, I want you to go. I want you to go back to Egypt. I want you to speak to Pharaoh. I want you to, to set my people free. I've heard their groaning. I've heard you know, the, 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 the agonizing cry of my people. I've heard it and I'm doing something about it. And I'm sending you Moses. And Moses says in chapter three, verse 11, understandably, he says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God says, I will be with you. You see, the Moses who had taken matters into his own hands, who had become judge and righteous executioner, it's amazing what time has done. 40 years have tempered the heart of Moses. And now as God is, is literally pushing Moses out to become a prophet in this moment, there is reluctance. There is a reluctance to do uh, and to act without God. And God reminds Moses, I'm going to be with you. It took some time for God to humble the heart of this man. He went from being in the throne room of Pharaoh to the literally the fields uh, shepherding. Yet God has, has changed his heart, and now there's, there's hesitation. Now there's reluctance. And, and Moses is right to feel this way. But God says, listen, Moses, my paraphrase, I will be with you. And Moses says to God, if I come to the people of Israel, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, well, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God says to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Now, this is an odd exchange especially for Westerners. But understand, Moses is not asking for God to give him his business card in this moment. Okay, just track with me here. God isn't literally, ask, Moses isn't asking like, hey, what is your actual name, Lord? Because, you know, they're going to ask and I need to be able to tell them. Uh, you know, as if somehow he's going to leave the business card at the front desk of the Israelites so that they know who, who God is in this moment. He's not asking so that they would have a name that they could take to the bank. He's asking that he would give, that God would provide a, a, an understanding of the nature. What kind of God are you? Who are you? Who is this God who's asking me to do this and is saying that he's going to lead his people out of, of, of slavery? What kind of God are you? And God's response to him is one that we see carried once again throughout all of the scriptures. He says, I am the great I am. He doesn't say, tell them that, that I was sent you. And he doesn't tell them that I will sent you. He says that I am has sent you. And, and in other words, this is the word for Jehovah, for Yahweh in the Bible. This is the name that is provided. But it's not a name like you would call me, Andy. This is a name that implies nature. It implies the character of something, the substance of it. And God is letting Moses know that when you walk in to Egypt, 
Egypt to set my people free, the calling card that I want you to drop before all these people and all of your inadequacy and all of your insecurity and all of your inability, I want you to know who I am. I am the God who is, the God who will never leave you, the God who will never forsake you. I am the absolute. I am the supreme. I am the omnipotent one. I am the great I am. I wasn't somebody who was back then or somebody who's going to materialize sometime in the future. I am right now every single thing that you could ever possibly need for the moment that you find yourself in. Take that to Pharaoh, take that to the Israelites, and take that to the bank. I am the great I am. Oh, and in case you forgot, I will never leave you. I am has sent you. I will be with you. Woo! Now, come on. I'm sitting at my kitchen table today. But this makes me want, I, I, need, I need a mo. I need to get up and pace, right, in this moment. This is, this, is, this is the gospel. This is the God that we serve. I will be with you. I realize this may sound cheesy to you. But I want you to say this out loud where you are today. Say, God is with me. God is with me. One of the names of Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is the fulfillment, literally, of even this moment. When God says that I am, I am, Jesus says the same thing about himself, which is why the Jews wanted to kill Jesus in that moment because he was literally connecting the dots between him and divinity, the divine, God Almighty, the great I am, the supreme one, the almighty one, the one who knows no bounds and is not limited by time or space. This is the God that we serve. Tell them that's who has sent you, and that is who is calling you out to freedom. And so as we look at 2021, and we look at the circumstances around us, uh, understand God has called you to mission in 2021. Now that looks different. We're all called to advance God's kingdom in different ways. We're all called to love our neighbor. We're all called to obedience and to righteousness. God has called us to this, to represent him and to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. There is mission for all of us. Most years at High Point Church, we've had short-term mission trips where we've invited people to participate in a very unique way in the mission of God on the mission field. But make no mistake about it, as excited as we are about missions and taking the gospel to new places, it doesn't take away the reality that God has called you to something right here, right now in 2021 in our community and in our local context. And that is going to require leadership. That is going to require faith and you stepping into the unknown and having to trust God in ways that you haven't had to trust him before. 
if you are a teenager today, God is calling you into places this year in, in areas of your life where you haven't had to trust him yet before. If you're nine years old and you're part of HP Kids, God is asking you and drawing you into deeper relationship with him to put trust in him, whether you're 95, whether you're 19, or whether you're nine. And that means, like Moses, you're going to feel inadequate for what God has asked you to do. You're going to feel insecure. You're going to feel possibly like Moses, like the moment has passed. 40 years have passed since the significance of Pharaoh's house has been upon your life. Surely those days are, are, are gone. I'll just tend the sheep. Yet God has asked Moses to do later in life what Moses was trying to do earlier in his life. So when you feel inadequate, when you feel as though the moment has passed, when you feel like the weight of decisions is too great and too heavy, and when the mountain looks too big, I want you to remember that God moves in the heart of those who are humble. And a humble person doesn't hold all of this in the palm of their hands. A humble person recognizes that God holds it all in the palm of his hands. It's all about God and it's about his strength. The great I am, the one who will give you, the one who has given you, all that you need for the season that you are in, for the moment you find yourself in, the great I am has not left you. He is working on your behalf and he is moving in your life. Take that to the bank and don't forget it. This is how we progress in 2021, by knowing the character and nature of God. Our God is Jehovah, the great I am, and there is no one like him. There's no one like him. And while all of our lives look different and require different decisions and different circumstances, the same foundation is the same. Jehovah God, the great I am. And he fulfills all of those promises the greatness of who he is through Jesus Christ. And Jesus has made himself 100% available to you. Literally today, right now. And this is how we start 2021. By renewing our faith in this God. Or maybe even putting your faith in him for the very first time. Let's pray this morning. Let's put our faith in this God, the great I am. Amen. Father, I thank you today here at High Point Online. I thank you that your presence is moving in our hearts and your presence is at work. Lord, through our screens and on our couches and in our bedrooms. Lord, you, speak, you spoke to Moses through a burning bush. How much more can you speak through our screens right now? Through our phones and TVs, through text messages, through our computers. How much more can you speak, Lord, through, through churches and pastors and relationships? 
God, move and minister today. Lord, I thank you that there are, you are chasing some people down today, knocking on the door of hearts today. And wherever you're watching from this morning, uh, I want to encourage you right now to put your faith in Jesus afresh today. Say, Jesus, I thank you that you are the son of the living God. You are the fulfillment of every promise that God has made to me. You have not left me. You have not forsaken me. You have been with me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and rising again on the third day and giving life to those who would believe in you. I put my faith in you today. And if you're in need of renewing your faith today, you have the same prayer. You have the same prayer. Turn from that which doesn't honor God and literally allow your heart to be renewed with strength today. Put your faith in him. This is the God that we serve. He is awesome. He is Jehovah God, Yahweh, the great I am. And he is giving you every single thing that you need right now, and for the days ahead. Amen and amen. Church, I know uh, if you're like me, you're, you're looking forward to uh, meeting together again. Um, uh, we're working towards those opportunities. You know that hopefully we'll have some. We're, I don't want to let too many things out. We're working on some conversations right now with different spaces here in Kennesaw. We hope to have some resolution for you soon. Uh, that being said, put that in the parking lot for it for just a moment. We're going to continue streaming online. And I also want to remind you, if you, if you didn't know, or if this is the first time uh, you're hearing about it, one of the things that we like to do as a church is we like to fast and pray at the beginning of the year. And coming up, uh, you, the, the dates are going to be posted along with the guide uh, or the link, excuse me, for you to download it. But we have a devotional guide to help you get the year started, right? I, I, I know it's like working out. You, you, we have ambitious goals for working out, but if you don't have a good goal or a, a good plan for sustaining it, you might go to the gym a time or two and then that's it. Um, we want to help you sustain a life of growth over the year 2021. And because that's the case, uh, we have a devotional guide for 2021. If you text HP info to 97,000, you're literally going to see a, a, a link tree. And, and from there, you can download a guide. It's got the dates on it. And every day there's reading and prayer. And we're inviting you to participate in a week of prayer and fasting with our churches all around the world reminding ourselves what we are most hungry for in 2021. And that is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Yahweh, the great I am. This is the God that we serve and the God that we desire to know more fully. All right. It is always so good. I just saw that uh, the 
comment in the section. The devotional guide is fantastic. Get that thing. Uh, don't miss this opportunity. Uh, and while you're at it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't filled out a communication card, we're not going to stalk you, but we do want to help you get connected and growing. And this is a difficult time in terms of, of isolation that people might be feeling. Don't get stuck, but take a step of faith uh, this year. Love you. Blessed to walk with you and to pastor you uh, in 2021 and can't wait for all that God is going to do through you and through our church. Amen and amen. See you next week, 10 a.m. Uh, right here and uh, look forward to, to participating in our fasting and prayer week with you as well. Have a great Sunday. Thank you.